Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday of the fourth week of Easter, April the 29th. Our reading this morning, as you might expect, is a continuation of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13, verses 13 through 25. Acts 13, verses 13 and it highlights one of the more important aspects of our everyday life, spiritual as well as our daily interactions with people within our families, uh, our neighborhood, our business associates, where we work, go to school, uh, our daily interactions. Uh, and it is the aspect of promise. Making promises, and more importantly, keeping promises. To give one's word. Uh, once upon a time, before we got all lawyered up and all contract uh, uh, inundated, we uh, used to say that a person's word was their bond, that a person was known as a promise keeper. They made promises and you didn't need a lawyer or a written document. Your word was enough. It was based upon one of the most precious and fragile of qualities, that of trust. The person who gave their word was known as trustworthy, which was a very high moral quality to have one's character, to be known by reputation. If the person said it, they would do it. If the person said they wouldn't do it, they wouldn't. And they could be trusted. You didn't need a, a contract, you didn't need a written document. The person told you what they said. And promise keeping is very important. And Perhaps today we have strayed away from that, unfortunately. We're inundated every day with promises. We look at these uh, commercials, if you can bear them, and we hear all kinds of promises made. Get this product, it's the best, the most reliable, uh, it's secure. And only to find ourselves very often disappointed because we trust it and that trust was broken. But beyond commercials, we make promises, sometimes solemn promises. Uh, we make promises in marriage, uh, very sacred, very important. We make promises in religious and priestly life. We make promises, we take oaths, we swear to Almighty God that what we are saying is true, that what we intend to do or not do, we will not do, or we will do. And it's very easy to make a promise, and it's very easy to lose that trust because it's very fragile, because it's hard to retrust. It's hard to trust again someone who easily gives their word 
and we know how easily it can be broken. It's very fragile. It's more fragile than a piece of fine porcelain because there's always the suspicion, well, can we really trust that person? And the reason for all of this is that God is the ultimate promise keeper. God never goes back on himself. God never goes back on his word. God is trust itself. God is the essence of a promise because God is the essence of fidelity. The person will do what they say and Almighty God never breaks a promise. Even when we promise and we stray, when we sin, God yet promises that if we return to the Lord, his mercy is in abundance. His forgiveness is there. His hand is extended to lift us up, to raise us, and call us back again. That is the essence of God's mercy. And the mercy of God is shown in God's willingness again and again to renew the promise, to renew the covenant. It is not God who breaks promises. It is we who often stray. And we see in our reading, uh, Paul and his companions, uh, they set out on a journey to Perga in Pamphylia. And um, they are on their travels, and they come to Antioch in Persidia. And it happens to be the day of the Sabbath, the holy day. And they enter the synagogue where the people are gathered for the reading of the law and the prophets. And in the synagogue, the leading men there say to Paul and his companions, brothers, if you have any exhortation to address to the people, please speak up. And so Paul arises, gets up, and he gives a beautiful short history of God, the promise keeper, the one who never goes back on his word. And he recounts beautifully there in this short reading, the, the God who is ever faithful, all the way through, beginning from right after the fall, God promises that a savior will be sent and that the evil one will be conquered. And it will be conquered by the birth of a Messiah. And a Lord and a Savior will be sent. And he gives a brief synopsis, very, very brief, of the history of God through the law, through the prophets, through the raising up of David, son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart, and he will fulfill my every wish. And Paul says, according to his promise, God has brought forth from this man's descendants, Jesus, a savior for Israel, 
and now, of course, a savior for the world, because Paul is the great, the great apostle to the Gentiles, who will preach the gospel, not simply in the synagogues, but the world itself, through all of Paul's travels, he proclaims that Jesus is the Messiah, God is faithful, and he says that uh, John heralded the coming of Jesus by proclaiming a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. As John's career was coming to an end, he would say, what you suppose me to be, I am not. Rather, look for the one who comes after me. I am not worthy to unfasten the sandals on his feet. It's a magnificent uh, words of John, John the Baptist, that are remembered and shared by St. Paul to those gathered in the synagogue. John gives evidence of what it means to be a true, faithful disciple. A disciple who walks in fidelity, who walks in acknowledging God's promise. It is not, I am not, whom you suppose me to be. I am not the Messiah. I am the herald. I am the one who will step aside, but point to you the Lamb who takes away sin. Look for the one who comes after me. I am not worthy to unfashion his sandals. Uh, there's a great deal of humility there. And when we, when we are involved in a good work, when we are involved in some blessing or some grace, it does not reflect us. It reflects the unbounded goodness and mercy of Almighty God. The essence of humility is to know the truth. And the truth is, all that we have and ever will have, all that we are and ever will be and ever hope to be, comes from the unbounded, infinite goodness, compassion and mercy of Almighty God. And it is not our worthiness like John the Baptist. It's not our worthiness. It's not our merit. It's not our achievement. It's not our accomplishments or our testimonies that others may give us. It comes from the one who each day pours into the hem of our garment graces and gifts pressed down and overflowing for us to share and to acknowledge the one who is the giver the one who is ever faithful. And so we are reminded of the importance of keeping promises. And in our baptism, we have people who make promises for us and to us. And we make promises every single day as we wake up, as God wakes us. We promise walk in the Lord's way each and every day. And God gives us the grace as this day unfolds, whatever that may be. Each day is a mystery. Each day is a surprise. 
In other words, each day is a venture, an adventure in faith. But one thing we do know, that the God who keeps promises never abandons us and never requires that what we will face this day, whatever may unfold, we do not face it by ourselves. We do not face it without God's grace, God's providential care and love, because God is the, the promise keeper. So today, as we go about our daily task, some planned and very often unplanned, the surprises of the day, the unexpected, which adds zest to life. Again, the adventure of life. The adventure of living each and every day. God, who is ever faithful, walks with us. God walks ahead of us and behind us. Because we are made in God's image and likeness. And God loves us uniquely and individually for who we are. God loves us individually. And so this day, let us keep our promises. Promises to others, in our marriage, in our friendships, in our various relationships. Let us be promise keepers. And in so doing, we are participating in the very promise keeping of the God who is always faithful, the God who never breaks a promise, the God in whom we can truly and forever trust. God bless you this day.